hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom that we are undertaking together. Avoiding war, hopefully uniting in a way that means that they won't be able to exploit and control us through cultural war techniques and constant amplification of fear. Now, you will have heard, if you watch Tucker Carlson or Alex Jones or look out your window once in a while, that there is an imperialist war escalating in the Middle East. We're aware of what's happening in Gaza. And now in the Yemen, there are skirmishes, strikes and attacks against Houthi rebels that might lead to a full-scale war of Iran because that's where they get their backing. Let's have a look at who will benefit from such a conflict and whether or not that's you. First of all, Tucker Carlson has tweeted, Blinken claims we're bombing Yemen to protect oppressed poor people and no doubt protect democracy. Please. This is the next step towards full-scale war of Iran, which the foreign policy ghouls in Washington have been fantasizing about for decades. Keep that in mind as this progresses. There's a lot going on this year. Elections in your country. Elections in my country. Disease X on its way. There's a lot to think about. What's going on in Gaza? Russia, Ukraine still being funded. Ah! And now it seems like a tweak in the direction of war with Iran. Now remember, it seems like a million years ago, but it was probably six months ago, when those boxes were found in Trump's possession and people said, oh, those bloody boxes, even though, you know, Biden had boxes as well. Well, Trump apparently kept those boxes to demonstrate that it wasn't him that was lobbying and advocating for war with Iran, but in fact, the establishment. And as you know, Iran is one of the countries that always crops up on those lists for new American century and who we got to take out and who's got just a bit too much oil for our liking. So let's see how this current conflict and escalation, as well as being an awful human rights crisis and leading to unnecessary death, is part of apparently a globalist plan. Just check it out together. Alex Jones also said, Iran is sucking us into a trap, which is an appalling and unpleasant image. US-owned cargo ship was just hit by a missile off the coast of Yemen. Let's have a look at the legacy media reporting on this story and some comments from Secretary of State Antony Blinken and see where the establishment want you to go with your thinking before giving you some helpful alternatives. We have some significant breaking news to send to us. Breaking news, there's a graphic. We're telling you it's significant. Get ready to believe me. As we have learned now that the US and British military have launched strikes against targets in Yemen. Yemen, okay? Are we supposed to not like Yemen? You've always been supposed to not like Yemen. It's Yemen now, but wasn't it Russia? Yemen, but Gaza? Yemen, Yemen, as Bob Marley might've said. Well, I think he was quite pro-peace, wasn't he? That's not relevant now. Areas of Yemen controlled by the Houthis. This is according to two U.S. officials. This, of course, comes in the wake of those Houthi rebel strikes on ships in the Red Sea, those strikes on commercial ships that we've been talking about now for weeks. 
It is, of course, the potential for a big escalation of the growing conflict in the Middle East. You know, those commercial ships that you never thought about before or heard of before, they've been hit by missiles. So let's get this escalation on the road. It's war. U.S. forces say they were able to knock out radar and air defense systems. A newly released video shows Houthi rebels promising to retaliate for those strikes. Those bloody Houthi rebels coming around here, stealing my job, shooting my kids, nicking my crops. I don't know what I'm supposed to think about the Houthi rebels yet, but I know I don't like them, and I know I'm willing to pay a lot of taxes to ensure their way of life is stamped out now. Today, a U.S.-owned cargo ship was hit by a ballistic missile off the coast of Yemen. That's according to U.S. Central Command. The attack by Iranian-backed Houthi militants caused no injuries or significant damage, but it follows Friday's retaliatory strikes by the United States and Britain. Okay, so there you go. That's the overview now. We're all well-versed in what's going on in the Yemen. There's these Houthis. There were some commercial ships. And I think we all get a sense of where this leads. It leads to, now we're going to get some oil fields from Iran. I mean, is it going that way? I mean, if you think back to the Iraq war, just one constant, away from Iran, don't you feel like at the beginning when is this just to like get resources and collapse their whole infrastructure and take over the country and offer opportunities and people went, don't be ridiculous, there's weapons of mass destruction over there you idiots. And then we found out it was that thing that you instantaneously thought, well we can watch this now in real time. Here's Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State and reportedly a very silly person to here to give you his perspective on the whole debacle. These attacks by the Houthis hurting people around the world. Most of all, the poorest. <laughs> That's amazing. The Houthis, these are not like Ewoks or some friendly little guys. These are real bastards. I woke up this morning, I looked under my duvet, there was a Houthi. How can Andy Blinken, even for a split second, ask us to join him in the illusion that America engages in wars to help poor people? At this point in history, this deep into the Cheney, Rumsfeld, Wolfowitz, Ukraine, Russia, Raytheon, I mean, we're so in it now, like, you know, why is it still poor people? Yep, still poor people before you're absolutely submerged in total bullshit. And most vulnerable populations, including in Yemen, including in Gaza. So what's going on in Gaza? Are we going to do something about that? I mean, how is this even working now? I don't even understand what the grammar is anymore, do you? That's why the United States launched Operation Prosperity Guardian. Look, we've got to come up with a name for this thing. And it's got to be plausible because public trust in us is at an all-time low. People think that we are warmongers, exploitative colonialists, imperialists that don't care about our domestic population, far less the Houthis of the Yemen and their malfeasant activities. Could we call it Prosperity Guardian? Or is that too much like a shit Marvel movie and it sounds too much like a lie? No, I think we are going to call it Prosperity Guardians of the Galaxy. Three. Together with more than 20 countries to defend the safety and security of commercial shipping across the Red Sea. And they weren't doing that thing, 20 countries. If it was bad, why would all these other countries that we're basically in charge of through NATO and the UN be involved? It's also why over a dozen countries have made clear that the Houthis will be held accountable for future attacks. We'll continue to defend maritime security in the region as part of our overall effort to deter and prevent further regional conflict. I've heard this so many times now, I like, I can't even get it up for this now, can you? Like when you've just sort of like, I think I've seen this one. <laughs> like, like it's even if you put like on a Seinfeld or something, you're like, oh, have I seen that? Oh no, it's a good one, this, this is good, it's got Newman in it. Like it's an episode of Friends, like the one where Joey is a Houthi and Rush gonna invade there to protect all of the oil. What happened to that duckling? I'm afraid we left that with Matthew Perry. I'm going to Yemen! <laughs> oh. To ensure the free flow of commerce, 
that is so vital to people around the world. Well, at least it's naked propaganda, so that's something. Okay, so that's what Anthony Blinken expects you to believe. Let's see if there's another way of looking at this mad, burgeoning catastrophe. With no popular mandate, with no congressional or parliamentary authorization, without even an attempt at a serious explanation, the Biden administration in the US and the Sunak government in the UK have carried out an illegal act of war against an impoverished nation. That's not what we just saw on the telly, is it? That's not what they said. They said, like, you've never liked the Houthis, and it's time we did something about it. Who? The who? No, Houthis. The attack on Yemen is a major escalation of the developing war in the Middle East. Since the beginning of Israel's war in Gaza, the US and its imperialist allies in NATO have overseen a massive militarization of the region, directly targeting Iran. This is itself part of an expanding global war, including the US-NATO war against Russia and the developing economic and military conflict against China. I'm really terrified that, you know, like the most extreme out there conspiracy theorists, like they say, what they're going to do is there's going to be these escalating events and you're just going to be locked in your home and you're going to have to wear it. That doesn't seem so implausible now. Like, how long are we going to just watch all of these pieces coming into place? War, war, disease X. Like, their biggest concern seems to be, we've got to stop this disinformation and these goddamn Houthis. Well, I'm worried about this constant propaganda and this escalation of conflicts around the world that we're funding. How about a little bit of insularity? Let's just deal with our country, shall we? Would that be okay? What might fascinate you if you care about conventional politics anymore is that Tucker Carlson is frequently described as far-right and a white supremacist, and this text is from a socialist news organization. So both the extreme right, take the analysis of the contemporary mainstream, and the extreme left are saying the same thing. This is imperialism. And what I would offer you is you want decentralized power so that you can have various communities that are governed by the principles that are appealing to the cultures and communities that are directly affected by the legislation that they're voting for. Not this mad globalist behemoth that tells us all that we're wrong or racist or mad or disgusting for some reason while marauding around the world waging war against whoever gets in their way with the added side effect of keeping us all terrified and locked up. US officials are warning that President Biden's decisions could lead to a major regional war, telling the Huffington Post that no one can rein in Biden. I don't know about that. Did you see him in that bike shop? This is Morgan Sherwin. This is Morgan Sherwin. Biden did not even see fit to go on national television to explain the launching of a new war. Under conditions in which there is overwhelming popular opposition to the expansion of war in the Middle East. Like, that's incredible. It's like Madonna doing a new album and just like, oh, there's an album out there. This is a war. As the Pentagon was planning to attack Yemen, Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin was admitted to the intensive care unit of Walter Reed Hospital with the knowledge of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but unbeknownst to the president. This bizarre episode underscored the reality that US war-making is operating on autopilot increasingly outside the pretense of civilian oversight. Do you see? It's not even like this is part of America. Hello, America! How's it all going? Donald Trump! Oh, that guy's a dictator! You can't let him win in 2024! They're just doing stuff over there without any culpability, explanation, communication, let alone referendum. As always, the rationale provided to justify the war is a pack of lies. What are you doing this war for? <laughs> Biden declared that the missile strikes were defensive and a direct response to unprecedented Houthi attacks. Oh, bloody Houthi. What have they done this time? Well, firstly, I've never even heard of them. And now I have. They're bastards. The American media, with the same breathless reporting that has accompanied every US military operation, proclaims that a country with a gross domestic product 700 times smaller than the United States is carrying out intolerable actions against which the American military is forced to defend itself. Overnight, Yemen's Houthis have been turned into a new bogeyman, requiring urgent military action without any discussion 
argument or explanation. The United States has dispatched to the Middle East a massive military armada consisting of two aircraft carrier battle groups, multiple guided missile destroyers, an unknown number of submarines and dozens of warplanes. How much money is this already costing? Like in the UK, we've got this COVID inquiry at the moment. It's cost 145 million pounds. You know, they've not discovered anything or we're not going to go into the vaccines or where the hell it came from. 145 million quid. All these battleships and stuff, that ain't cheap moving them things all around Middle East and water. This is complex, expensive stuff. And you're paying for it. It's as if it's happening like in some unconscious ethereal realm. But your direct experience of reality and your inability to pay for fuel or food or your children or leisure or fun is getting battleships all being moved around everywhere because of things you hadn't even heard of about an hour ago. And just in case you're concerned about where this all might be heading, the Afghanistan war cost you $2 trillion. Yeah, but it was worth every penny. I mean, do you remember before the Afghanistan war? Why we had all of that and those. And then there was the, but afterwards it's been, you know, what? It's just $2 trillion. And what have you got? I mean, it's nothing. It's not like we've got this spoon, sir. It's useless. Harry Spoon, sir. These forces have provided logistics, reconnaissance and target selection to Israel in a deliberate effort to provoke retaliation from Iran and its allied forces such as the Houthis. Yet supposedly it is Yemen that is the aggressor, carrying out unprecedented attacks on US military forces deployed in the Red Sea, thousands of miles from the US border. If someone's in your house and you ask them to leave and then they don't leave and you sort of like flick a peanut shell at them, you can hardly be called the aggressor, can you? Probably nowadays, can you? American imperialism, which has a military larger than that of the next 10 countries combined, claims to be waging a defensive war on the other side of the world against a small, oppressed, impoverished country. Wherever there is a challenge, Hank and Roy Spim will be there, ready to carry on the primordial struggle between man and inoffensive, tiny insects. We're not interested in a war with Yemen, asserted the Pentagon on Friday. We're still trying to pass an audit. How much? Where's the money going? It's going to Raytheon. Oh, right. Well, just can we put that on the audit? We're not interested in a conflict of any kind. Oh, well, do you mind if we have some of our money back then? Because you've been taking like 70% of the country's resources of any kind. It's the Pentagon. It's the heart of war. It's the machinery of war. It's the purpose, the facilitation, the logistics and eventual execution of war. We're not interested in conflict of any kind. That's amazing. No wonder they can't do an audit. What am I supposed to do with that? I can't put this pen against this paper. It seems to be like a conflict. In fact, the imperialist powers have been waging a war against the population of Yemen for nearly a decade. It's just been going on. We've been funding that. Do you hear about it sometimes, don't you? Syria bombing, droning, Yemen. You hear it. It's just in the background of your life. Oh, it's one of those things, is it now? The Houthis in Yemen have been subject to ruthless slaughter waged by Saudi Arabia, but armed and financed by the United States. Oh, Saudi Arabia, special dispensation. Have we seen this before 9-11? According to the United Nations, 377,000 people have been killed in a genocidal campaign that has involved blockades resulting in mass starvation and disease. That's not in the report. Anthony Blinken's not talking about... Well, he is, didn't he? he mentioned poverty, but it's poverty that they're making worse. First under Obama, the US financed this assault with more than $54 billion in military equipment, aided and abetted by its imperialist allies, including the UK. The devastation of Yemen is part of more than 30 years of unending and expanding war spearheaded and led by American imperialism. The only difference between like the left and right at this stage is in the left you'll hear more words like imperialism. This is the left that's old school. I know in America you think the left is like Joe Biden or something. These are people that are about disempowering the establishment and you would say those ideas didn't work too well in Soviet Union or China but 
They've got the same enemy that everyone else has got, this kind of capitalist, corporatist, globalist state, no? American imperialism following the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1990 to 1991. This included the first Gulf War in 1990. That went well. The dismantling of Yugoslavia. Great job, everyone. Culminating in the war against Serbia in 1999. The invasion of Afghanistan in 2001. $2 trillion, remember. The second war against Iraq in 2003. ka The war against Libya. Weekend in Bernie's. Gaddafi in the back of the Jeep. And the CIA-backed civil war in Syria that began began the same year. Every single administration since that of Bill Clinton has authorised military operations, airstrikes and destabilisation operations in Somalia, across the Gulf of Aden from Yemen, seeking to control the critical waterway leading to the Suez Canal, where presumably there's vital trade routes and commercial requirements. But all the while we're in this escalating climate of wokeness, they're just going around well bombing brown and black people left and right without ever mentioning that that might be creating tension. The launching of military strikes against Yemen marks a new stage in the deepening imperialist military offensive throughout the Middle East and beyond. The US and its imperialist allies are waging a de facto war against Iran, working to eliminate Iran's military allies throughout the Middle East. The strikes against Yemen are directed at encircling Iran and provoking it into retaliation against US forces, which could be used to justify a full-scale war against Iran, which seems like a pretty recognisable playbook. We've all seen the images of China and the South Sea military bases of the US all the while we're continually told China are very aggressive. Why is that? Well, someone flipped off one of our military bases earlier. <gasps> the immediate antecedent for the escalating war in the Middle East, the collapse of Ukraine's spring offensive. But the imperialist powers are doubling down. Backing Ukraine is key to the West's security, declares The Economist, while Foreign Affairs asserts that victory is Ukraine's only true path to peace. War is peace. Literal, actual Orwell. And when people say literally a lot of the time, they don't mean literally, they mean metaphorically. That's literally Orwell. Ukraine's victory, war, is the only true path to peace. Amazing, amazing. Overriding all of this, the United States is involved in a struggle to fend off the challenge posed by China to its global hegemony, which threatens to trigger a shooting war in the Pacific. In the US media and political circles, there's growing talk of a new axis of evil involving Iran, China and Russia. Each one of these conflicts cannot be understood in isolation. That's interesting. The bombing of Yemen is part of a global counter-revolution in which the imperialist powers are seeking to re-establish direct control over their former colonies. It's interesting sometimes when you get an idea, a fleeting glance, a sort of a macro-narrative, usually obscured by the kind of pap that the legacy media put out. Yemen and the Houthis are trying to kill you and your kids. What? What What do you mean? There's Iran and there are potential global alliances that could subvert the power of the dollar and collapse the American economy. Yeah, this stuff is like you immediately sort of sense truth. Is it truthy or is it Houthi? That's how I'd describe it. The countries carrying out this agenda are the old imperialist powers, the US, UK, France and Germany. The British ruling class, unable to carry through its policies independently, seeks to exploit the so-called special relationship, that is Britain's role as the principal ally of American imperialism, to advance its own interests on a global stage. We just stand by America with a nice accent. It's perfectly necessary and legitimate to kill these bloody Houthis. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Let's go. Every war launched by the US and its imperialist allies has ended in one bloody debacle after the other with millions of people killed. But each disaster only reinforces the determination of US imperialism to use war as a means to secure its global hegemony. That's why I suppose all of us are steeped in patriotism. We have to be patriotic to justify these endeavours, but increasingly we're being taught to be ashamed of our countries and nationalism. So there's this curious imbalance and tension and warping. As You have to accept on some level that the US or the UK are 
are superior to these other nations. Otherwise, why are we opposing Iran's own personal trajectory as a nation? Why are we getting involved in China? Why don't we just go, oh, well, they're doing that over there? So you have to escalate the idea that they're somehow a threat, that the nation has the right to be embarking on all these perilous, scurrilous, expensive wars that you're funding. Meanwhile, when it comes to your country, if you've got any concerns about your nation and its constitution and the way that it's headed, you are a racist. You are unperson. It's an extraordinary time to be alive because there's so much hypocrisy and deceit that the tension is quaking. The tectonic plates are shifting. The lies are becoming evident. But it's very curious, and this is what gives me the most fear, I think, is that they don't seem to care. The bit where it said Joe Biden don't even do a press conference now, probably he's busy down that bike shop staring at bike helmets wondering if they're people, suggests to me that they're not even trying to propagandise us properly anymore because there possibly is some tipping point event on the horizon. I hope that that is not true, obviously, because that will literally affect all of us. But it's affecting all of us anyway because we're all funding these wars. We're all affected by these wars. They're having consequences that affect many, many issues, including migration, which I know a lot of you are concerned about. And what basis at this point in history do any of these former imperialist nations think that they can legitimately go around the world intervening in other people's conflicts and in many cases starting them? All the while, we fund them. Pretty crazy if you ask me. But that's just what I think. But more important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. No, here's the fucking news.